As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to a week of soul-destroying drudgery in the workplace after your extended holiday weekend. Did you have a good one? Here's the thing. While it is ultra-painful to return to soul-destroying drudgery in the workplace after your extended holiday weekend, bear in mind, short work week. (laughs) What did you do over the holiday weekend? Anything good? Anything fun? Anything noteworthy? Funkhauser, who has uh, recently... And that would be, if you're new to the show, super producer to the stars, Barry Funkhauser, our erstwhile compatriot. Funkhauser went out and bought a bunch of stuff at Ikea. He is uh, he is cohabiting, a, a new cohabitation arrangement with his significant other. So he had to uh, battle off crowds in Ikea to get sweet, sweet savings and deep, deep discounts on Swedish furniture that you put together yourself. Uh, did you have any fun over the holiday weekend? And if not, when was the last time you had some fun? I actually had fun. I had the most fun I've had in a really long time. I went to two different concerts over the holiday weekend. I saw The Offspring on their Summer Nationals tour. That was them, along with the dudes in The Vandals and Stiff Little Fingers and Pennywise and Bad Religion. That was like the most fun I've had at a concert, like a bunch of rock bands in a really long time. Just such a good show. And the Offspring are an incredible live band. Sounded note for note perfect. You really couldn't fault them. Could play a a two-hour set of back-to-back, wall-to-wall hits. There's nothing that you could fault them on. Absolutely bulletproof. But for some reason, and if you've seen them, uh, you'll understand why. For some reason, it was Pennywise that moved me the most. Uh, they (laughs) They are without a shadow of a doubt even as much as they find themselves to be a little long in the tooth and a parody of what they were back in 1989 or 1991 or whenever it was they started, they are, without a shadow of a doubt, the real deal. They were freaking great. If you haven't seen Pennywise yet, I wildly recommend you take the opportunity to do that. And then the weird thing was, I went and saw, the next night, the 1812 Overture. You know, sort of like a symphony end of the summer concert. And uh, here's the thing. Saw The Offspring one night, saw a symphony the next night. The symphony, louder, because of the cannons. But I had so much fun at these two things. So much fun. And 
I want you to cast your mind back to the last time you really had fun. That moment where you could kind of lose yourself in the experience, where you weren't necessarily thinking about anything else, where you didn't have to sort of like consider uh, all the minutia, the excruciating minutia, to borrow a Seinfeldian term, of your life. When was the last time you had some fun? It's so, so important. Why? Well, you let me know. Join in the conversation at ADSXE at Funk FM. Important. I don't know what you did over the holiday weekend, but it is so important to have some fun. After I went and saw Tchaikovsky, well, I mean, it wasn't Tchaikovsky. That guy's been dead for a really long time. After I went and saw Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, which also had, um, uh, it was like the Moonlight Sonata, and a, a, it was it was sort of like a, you know, a, a, a greatest hits. It, it was a greatest hits compilation of Tchaikovsky at the symphony this weekend. And I grew up kind of studying classical music, but I was never, like, hugely into it. Some of it I was, some of it I wasn't. But, you know, it was something that I kind of grew up with. My mom's a classical cellist. And there was just a moment during the concert where I realized I'd lost all sense of time and space, and I was completely absorbed in what was going on. I was literally lost in the music. I was having a lot of fun, too. Gave myself over to the experience. Culture, art, all that sort of stuff. And maybe the way you have fun has changed since you were a kid. Maybe it's not about, I don't know, lighting your farts. Maybe it's not about playing stickball in the street. But fun. Fun that frees your mind, that allows you to go places in your mind that aren't bogged down by, did I leave the garage door open? Although if you left the garage door open, um, yeah, that could be really, really bad, I suppose. So you should be thinking of that. But no, but getting away from your daily life, your chores, whether they be at home or at work, so important. We live in a society at the moment where the vast majority of people I know piss their lives away underneath fluorescent tubes working for the man doing something they hate. And look... Maybe it's this newfangled millennial idea that millennial idea that you should be completely fulfilled and creatively satisfied and all of the above in your workplace. There might really be something to well, it's a job. A job is a job. You do your job. You go home. You're a contributing member of society. But even if you do have a job you hate and you're resigned to that, so important. Even more important than I think if you're resigned to that, to get out. Have some fun. 
free your mind. Remember when you were a kid? No, you probably don't, do you? It's interesting. I heard Henry Rollins say once when I was a kid, during one of his spoken word shows, guys don't understand what it's like to be a girl. Old people don't know a thing about being young, and guys don't know what it's like to be a girl. I was like, of course old people know what it's like to be young. But you forget, you become so out of touch with the things that made the world magical when you were a child. And it's not easy to maintain that childlike wonder. People that can do it, I'm envious of them, but they often have problems functioning in the adult world. But if you can get in touch with that every now and then, so unbelievably valuable. There's no neat little bow to tie up this particular statement with no 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 exclamation point at the end of this sentence, but just to tell you, if you didn't have fun over your holiday weekend, make sure you do sometime soon. And it's weird as an adult, right? When you're a kid, when you're a kid, maybe you're around kids, maybe you see this happen, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you have kids of your own, or maybe you've seen younger relatives at a family picnic or something recently. But kids just have fun. They just have it. As an adult, you have to schedule it. You have to plan it. You have to figure out how it's going to go, what time you're going to get home, who's going to be coming. You have to get them all on the phone. They're going to be resistant to going out and having fun, your friends, your adult friends. Take so much effort to have fun. Kids just have it. They just enjoy it. They stop and have fun. They make their own fun. If for one tiny second... If for one tiny second, you can get in touch with that. You can remember what that was like. You can get your mind to that place. If for one tiny second, you can do that over something like a weekend or your evening off or an afternoon off or whatever the hell it is. If you can manage to have just a little bit of fun, I swear to you, it will make returning to the soul-destroying drudgery in your workplace so much easier, so much better. Have some freaking fun. Whatever you do, uh, you, you should probably avoid um, taking <laughs> taking naked pictures of yourself and uh, uploading them to something that is owned by Apple. Uh, Funkhauser, let's take a look at the events of today in a segment we like to call My Witness News in no way, shape, or form fair. Certainly not balanced. Why are we afraid of the iCloud, Funkhauser? Oh, man. Well, you just got to read the fine print. A hacker mm-hmm. posted nude pictures of hundreds of female celebrities on the internet, and I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen the internet filled with this much boobs and ass since the day before, but this had a especially voyeuristic quality to it. Uh, even more shocking, the hacker posted a photo of Miley Cyrus with clothes on. Ooh. I wasn't prepared for that. Who's that dude? Uh, Uh, Justin Bieber is not looking good these days. The hacker claims he has more pictures to release, so uh, don't give up hope, fellow Betty White fans. It could still happen for us. Uh, But the lesson here I think we've all learned is if you want to protect stuff, don't put it on something called a cloud. Put it someplace impenetrable, like whatever the hell Suge Knight is made of. So, um, obligatory moral question, Funkhauser. You've seen all the pictures, right? Oh, yeah. Been searching. Any uh, tiny twinge of guilt? No, not really. I mean, because, look, if you're going to take a picture with your phone and you're going to back it up to a public server with one password called password, 
you know, it's you, you just you know, you, if you cook the bread and you eat the bread and you die from the bread, um, whose fault is it? The bread? <laughs> that, that, that's an interesting baker's analogy that I haven't heard anyone draw in this particular situation yet. But you're right; it is not the fault of the bread. Nope. I, I don't know. Like, I kind of struggled with it. Not that hard, you know? Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was a consumer of the... I, I was a consumer of the fappening, as they called it, on the interwebs. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the one thing I did kind of feel weird about in sort of a voyeuristic kind of way, checking out all these pictures, the one thing I did feel... A little uncomfortable about was the fact that, like, it really was an invasion of privacy. It's like, it, it's not like Kim Kardashian sex tape, you know, going viral. Right? It's not like Kim Kardashian sex tape being sold or the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson thing. Like, you could tell that as naive as it was for all of them, all the uh, female celebrities who have uh, had every last inch of their naughty extremities exposed. You can tell that these pictures were not meant for consumption by anyone other than their significant other. Maybe even of their self. I don't know. I kind of find it... Well, the leaked Jennifer Lawrence naked pictures specifically, they're a cruel invasion of privacy. And I think the person responsible has lots to answer for. Including my carpal tunnel. Regrets? I've had a few, but not enough to stop me. Did you have particular favorites? Like anything that you uh, you thought really stood out no. with the fappening, as uh, it's been dubbed in the media? Not really, because, you know, I'm a member of Twitter, and I've seen the angle shots of various people. Uh-huh. But no, I don't, you know. Yeah. I know everybody's real name now, and, you know, I know a lot of members of Glee that <laughs> I did not know before. Yeah. I, I feel... Uh, I mean, like, I didn't know who the vast majority of the people were that had their photos leaked and the fappening. I thought some of them were kind of all right to look at, but then I was just like, eh, whatever. You know, it was just sort of, it, it, they, it might as well have been home porn from anyone because I had no idea who the vast majority of the people were. But the, uh, the, the Jennifer Lawrence and the uh, Kate Upton ones, I was like, uh-huh, there it is. I wonder, um, how, do you think their careers will be affected negatively or positively by this? I don't know. It's case by case. I think it depends on how they take it. You know, you've been watching Twitter and you see the status updates about people, you know, talking like, you know, some people are making light of it. Some people are downright, you know, lying about it not being them. Maybe, maybe not. But it was on their phone. It looks kind of like them. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's like, it depends on, you know, who, how they handle it in the media. Because, I mean, it all comes down to somebody stole your password, broke into your house, and stole your underwear. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. the takeaway from it, I think. I feel kind of bad for uh, Kate Upton, a little bit. Not, not, not too terribly bad. But like that Justin Verlander guy, the the guy from the uh, San Francisco Giants, the 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 baseball player that she's been hanging out with. Like he had all these pictures of his side action as well, and there were a lot, and it was numerous. And it's sort of like, you know, whether she was aware that you know, hey, I'm a baseball player that has different chicks in every town, and you have to be okay with that. Whether she was aware of it or or not. That's a little embarrassing for her. You know what I mean? 
And also, like, I think one of the things that you forget about Kate Upton is she's, like, what, 22 or something like that? She, like, which is weird because she looks like she's in her 30s. She has that sort of thing where she looks like a... She doesn't look like a girl. She looks like a woman. And it's not just because she's got a big rack. It's more to do with her face and the way she carries herself, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's because her eyebrows remind you of Brooke Shields or something like that. I'm not sure. But for some reason, she comes across as a woman as opposed to a girl. And she's really just a girl, you know, making sort of very public, obvious, awful mistakes. And then having her business sort of, like, laid out there. And I don't just mean her business as in her sort of, like, naughty areas. I mean her business as in, like, oh, you're the sleazy guy who ran on or ran around on you with bunches of tramps and, and we think less of you for that for some weird perverse reve- reason that society will or worse yet you were this chick that was okay with this happening so oh skank skank how dare you be comfortable in your own sexuality i know it makes millions and millions of dollars but uh if you want more than the federally allotted biblically approved amount of man meat then you are clearly clearly uh, a whore of Babylon, and you deserve to be crucified. It, it, that part of it, like, it's not so much the naked part, it's the judgmental part that creeps in that I think's really gonna, like, uh, potentially do some damage. And I actually feel bad about that aspect of it for them. Yep, that's what I feel. On the other hand, Jennifer Lawrence, who gave sort of like hints on Conan O'Brien and stuff like that of being a naughty girl in terms of being like, oh, sure, yeah, I got a butt plug. Um, Yeah, I would ascertain from her pictures that she is everything you'd hoped she was and possibly a little bit more. That's what I would ascertain. Now, let me ask you this, Funkhauser. You are in a new relationship. The part of uh, your weekend that was not occupied by the fappening, the explosion of celebrity skank nakedness on the interwebs, was spent picking out Swedish furniture that you assemble by yourself yeah, I got with a, your significant other. I got a Skargen, and I got a Sporg, and I got a Flargen <laughs> Mork. And they're all built and put together, and it only took me a day and a half. Really? Let me ask you this. Um, You know, you were sort of like domestically nesting over the holiday weekend, and uh, that's a shared experience with your significant other. Did you also share the experience of checking out the photos of the fappening with your significant other? Yeah, actually, she told me about it. She's like, oh, look, leaked celebrity (laughs) photos. And I said, to Google. And uh, (laughs) I I, uh, exited the room, and I came back the next day. (laughs) <laughs> what, what, did I, she I was exit gone the room for several hours. No, no, no. We were on our own little journeys and came back. It's like, did you see this one? Oh, did you see that one? Oh. <laughs> Where did you, uh, for people, for the two people um, in the world that have not yet seen these pictures, um, where, where did you go to find them? Was it Reddit? Well, there's Reddit, there's 4chan, there's a bunch of like hackerish websites out there. And you see, know, I'm into that kind of stuff, sort of like the education behind it. <laughs> I got a tweet from Donnie Meismer who said, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's called The Fappening. You can find it on Reddit. Sometimes you just know you're done. You're longing for that shining sun. You walk these streets most every day. You're waiting to get washed away. Stop, but I'll stop time to run away and make you mine. I'll take you where you wanna be. I'll make you love me, so you'll see. Oh, 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 oh. 
so, so how come you never ever seem to want to say it to my face? Well, I got a little theory, I think you'll agree that you're not enough of a man to step to me. So when you see me in the street, you got nothing to say. That's a bitch move, punk. Keep my name out of your mouth, or you're fixing to get knocked out. If you don't want none of this, back it up, back it up, back it up, yeah. Welcome back to a week of soul-destroying drudgery in the workplace after your extended three-day weekend. It is painful coming back to uh, the aforementioned soul-destroying drudgery in the workplace, but uh, bear in mind, short work week. And you also got to bear in mind that uh, there's a very good chance that your boss is not showing up because, you know, they're on an even more extended uh, weekend. And you also got to bear in mind that this week, this short week following the Labor Day holiday, productivity expectations placed on you are going to be at an all-time low. Your boss is still on vacation. Everyone's still sort of like shaking off the hangover, whether it be from an excess of alcohol or delicious dead smoked animal or a combination of the two. Productivity expectations placed upon you are going to be at an all-time low. So you get to uh, hang out, not really do a whole lot, and drink company coffee and surf porn on company servers and just wait for a weekend which will show up that much quicker (laughs) and uh if you're just joining me we're talking about a bunch of stuff leaked celebrity naked pictures the moral conundrums that they present which we then conveniently sweep under the carpet to take part in what has been dubbed the fappening and also the fact that we should have fun i don't know what you did over the holiday weekend i myself I went and saw Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, and I went and saw The Offspring. Weirdly enough, Tchaikovsky, because of the cannons, louder. But it is so important to be connected with that sense of wonder that you get as a kid. Whether it's at a concert or whether it's just, I don't know, whether you need some adrenaline in your system to get yourself moving. To forget the excruciating minutia of your daily life, of your soul-destroying drudgery in the workplace, whatever it takes. Whether it's a concert, whether it's a run outside on the beach, whether it's... I don't know what the hell it is for you. But uh, find where the hell the fun comes from in your life. Do some of that. It's so important in this day and age where we are pissing away our lives under fluorescent tubes for the man. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on in the world. We are figuring out what is going on in the world by taking a look at the events of today in My Witness News. Funkhauser is filling us in on the events of the week. And by the way, lots of people checking in on Twitter. Much appreciated. Reaper Garcia. What up, Donnie Meismer? 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 I don't know. I do know this, though. You're awesome. You're funny. You're quick. And you have a beard that we are all envious of. Uh, uh, envious of. I could not grow that. This little sort of like, if you ever see me in person or see me in public, like this little soul patch thing that I've got going on, takes all my earthly effort to grow. Donnie Meismer, that is an impressive beard. And thank you to Carmen and Bradley and you everybody that's uh, weighing in. Your tweetists. Tweet both of us at FunkFM at ADSXEs, where you can join in the conversation. I know that was a little long-winded, but I don't know. It warms somewhere in the subcockle region of my heart that people are starting to be... I don't know. People are starting to be active parts of the show more and more every single day, and it just it means a lot. So I say thank you. It means a lot to me that people like Jacob, who most of the people that listen to the show know me from one of the like three or four rock stations that I'm on, but I, I like folks like Jacob who have uh, just discovered us from the iHeartRadio app. That's kind of cool. What up, Jacob? Anyways, Funkhauser, what was there a knock at? What were you doing? What was the banging sound? Oh, I just bang on stuff sometimes. Okay, gotcha. 
I was wondering if you were having your own little fappening over there waiting for us to finish, and I would rather you didn't do it while you were on the air. Um, Anyways, go on. Well, Michael Sam was cut by the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. He was not, as it turns out, a good run stopper. I was going to say he had trouble plugging holes, but I resisted. Oh, Mm, no, I didn't. Anyways, uh, just because he's not playing for the Rams, it doesn't mean that he still can't become the first ever openly gay player in the Arena Football League. What else? The federal government spent $3 million to study why 75% of lesbians are obese. Uh huh. Yeah, that's three million dollars of your tax money at work, folks. Trying to figure out why seventy-five percent, three quarters, three out of four lesbians are obese. Did they ever figure out why? I don't know. All I know is if they do figure it out, a lot of softball teams are going to be without catchers. Mm-hmm. What else? Many other players too, probably. <laughs> Israeli children in areas near the Gaza Strip went back to school this week after a summer in bomb shelters. Oh, that's good that they're getting back to some sort of normalcy. I'm going to guess that the uh, Israeli teachers say that they won't be falling for the old mortar bomb destroyed my homework excuse. You had a summer reading assignment. Where is it? Go on. The dog ate it or something. Yeah. The UN is investigating human rights abuses allegedly committed by ISIS. Yeah. First and foremost... Up until a couple of months ago, I was convinced ISIS was a stripper. I knew that used to work at the Spearmint Rhino in New York City back in like 2005. <laughs> I don't understand I why she's creating. thought it was a shopping center in uh, Florida. <laughs> yeah, don't understand why she's creating so much trouble for us. But yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's productive usages of uh, that's a productive usage of the United Nations time. They're investigating human rights abuses. Oh, this needs some investigation. Allegedly committed by ISIS, right? For example, I would imagine that it's suspected that cutting someone's head off might be a violation of his right to free speech. Gotta read the fine print. Mm. Go on. The owner of a Seattle-area coffee shop called Java Jugs was Mm -hmm. arrested for promoting prostitution at the store. Oops. Yeah, feel free to insert your own highly obvious piece of humor regarding room for cream wherever you feel it's appropriate. Um... (laughs) Wasn't this a place where chicks worked topless, but with aprons? It was like coffee and side boob? <laughs> uh, I guess I would go. Did they have a drive-thru? I don't know. Look up Google. Uh, look, look up Java Jugs on Google and see uh, exactly what the... Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do know that there was sort of like some kind of topless uh, coffee situation happening in Seattle. Where it's chilly, you would imagine something like that would happen. I heard it happened in Hawaii as well. That, that makes a little bit more sense. But I think that was like a, a mobile type of situation. Like, it happened in Hawaii and that was sort of like a, a coffee truck, a food truck. But there were women outside taking orders that were topless, which is, you know, kind of cool. Awesome. You 
Did you uh, Google Java Jugs? I was busy learning about Shinedown. <laughs> oh, that's the thing? We're on the air again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that consummate level of professionalism you've come to associate with the AD show. Sorry, I got distracted reading tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about ISIS being investigated for alleged human rights abuses by the UN. <laughs> Donnie on Twitter said they were about to communicate with lead and or knives. I, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, you you did not, as it turned out, Google Java jugs. I just did. Hauser. I just did. yeah. I forgot what I was looking for. Uh, Java jugs is the. Uh, Java Jugs is the Seattle area coffee shop uh, where the owner was arrested for promoting prostitution at the store. You see that? I see a Yelp. You see, oh, there's <laughs> see a, a Yelp, Yelp review. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many stars does it have on Yelp? Let's see. Let's see, it looks like there's one, two, three and a half stars. Just um, three and a half. Just three and a half. I wonder if people were upset because they were solicited for prostitution or not enough solicitation for prostitution. Anyways, um, like I, I'll I'll put it out to Twitter. Uh, the uh, the coffee shop that was <laughs> the coffee shop that uh, it was actually a front for a prostitution operation. Feel free to uh, break off your your own appropriate piece of leave room for cream humor, however you see fit. <laughs> Make me laugh. Uh, let's finish up the news, Funkhauser. Okay. There we go. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh-huh. Scorsese is d- sure. d- directing a movie about the Ramones. Well, I'm wearing a Ramones t-shirt today. One of many days that I wear a Ramones t-shirt. Pennywise did an incredible cover of the Ramones when I saw him. Seeing 15,000 people singing Blitzkrieg Bop. It's pretty cool. It's kind of powerful. As much as it's this cute little punk rock homily. Yeah. Hey Ho, Let's Go screamed by 15,000 people. That's good, good stuff. So I think it's appropriate that uh, they're making a movie about the life and times of the Ramones. I don't know about Martin Scorsese directing the movie. That would mean Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Who would play the fourth Ramon? Like, seriously. Which one's going to play Dee Dee? Anyways, go on. Uh, a Full House revival is in the works. Yeah. It says here that they're going to start... It'll star the original cast if they're available. <laughs> That's a little presumptuous of the people who are putting together the Full House revival to assume that uh, the original cast is going to be available, able to drop everything they're doing at a moment's notice just to participate in their piece of nostalgia. It's not like those Starbucks are going to assistant manage themselves, is it? No, no, it's not. Or, <laughs> as it turns out, maybe it's not like that particular Java Jugs is going to assistant manage itself. <laughs> John Stamos is falling on hard times. You want cream for that? What else? Uh, Tony Bennett is in the news. He's joined a campaign urging kids to stay in school. Right. You know, because if there's one person kids will listen to, it's the favorite singer of their great-great-grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, continue. Stay in school. Uh, ZZ Top has canceled two weeks of concerts because their bassist, Dusty Hill, fell and injured his hip. 
Hmm, yeah, poor Dusty. Apparently he has legs, but did not know how to use them. <laughs> Thank you. The whole day's been building up to that. What else? Boodoom chink. Uh... Cleveland Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel just shot a Snickers commercial. Fitting! Since this preseason, all you can hear are Snickers after most of his passes. Uh, He's Tebow 2.0. Go on. And one-fifth of women stalk their exes online with fake social media profiles. Mm. Hear that, Maria? (laughs) Ironically, their relationships ended because those women often faked something else. Just be honest about what you want. I like free speech. Do you like free speech? Free speech is good. It's one of the uh, uh, one of the principles around which this country was founded. And uh, do you? Uh, I don't buy into this whole. Well, the founding fathers would have wanted this, or the Constitution says that, or the Bible says this. Yeah, the founding fathers existed in a time that was significantly different to us. And, and like the the way people bang on and on about the Constitution, like I get it. It's a very very important document, but it's not an infallible document. Hence, all the freaking amendments. So people that like live their life according to the Constitution, I don't know. Either you're covering something up, either you're looking to twist something around for your own uh, purposes, or uh, <laughs> you live a very sad life. And, and before people go labeling me, as they often do when they listen to this show, they take into account my half-English heritage. And I'm like, uh, red coat, red coat. No, no, I didn't say that. Didn't say that. I just happen to believe that uh, in a time where people were running around trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to get together buckshot and musket powder for their blunder buses, things were a little different. So amending things here and there, yeah. Like I said, it's not an infallible document. The principles upon which this country were founded were principles in 1776 that were extraordinarily valid. But, you know, this is also a time where this is also a time where if they suspected a woman of being a witch, they tried to drown her. And if she lived while she was a witch, so then they burned her at the stake. Like I said. Great jumping off point. Not an infallible document that works forever. But I do believe in this whole issue of free speech. I think, uh, you know, freedom is great. Sadly, it can be abused by folks, as it was in Florida recently. But freedom of speech is very, very important. And a mayor in Florida is kind of messing with the program in the free speech department. He ordered cops to remove a man from a city meeting because he refused to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance. This is a guy in uh, Winter Garden, Mayor John Reese. He said he considered the man's refusal to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance to be disrespectful, disrespectful to American military troops who are serving overseas and others who have given their lives in defense of freedom. It is disrespectful. Bit of a dick move, if you ask me. But here's the thing. Free speech entitles you to be a bit of a dick. Anyways, Reese said he told the man either stand or go in the hallway, and he wouldn't do either. The man, identified as Joseph Richardson, has reportedly been fighting with the city over their opening invocation, demanding that it be made more inclusive as opposed to just being a very religious affair. Here's the thing. I kind of, uh, I'm kind of with that, you know, separation of church and state. Spirituality is important. 
But if it's an overly religious affair, well, eh, uh, what's that say to people that don't necessarily subscribe to the same faith? Now, on the other hand, it's sort of like a, a formality and it's whatever. And, you know, just stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, dude. It's very easy. But on a deeper level, yeah, um, I, I would point out again that if his problem with the whole thing was that it was too religiously slanted and he's standing up against the against the failure to separate church and state in this country the way our founding fathers would have wanted us to, well then, hmm, he might bring up a valid point. The amount of religion we have in our governmental system just so we're all crystal clear on this whole situation, makes us the laughing stock of the rest of the civilized world. They see us because uh, they see us as semi-evolved apes that are picking fleas off of each other and eating them because we can't have an election without religion coming into it. Like we can never have, we can never have an atheist president. I believe in God. Well, you got my vote. See, that's not okay. There's simple-minded people who can be swayed to vote because uh, there are creepy politicians and creepy priests everywhere that will convince you that you've got a better shot of getting into heaven if you vote a certain way. And that's not all right. But I digress. Richardson, this guy who refused to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, wasn't arrested. There's video. Shows everyone standing up for the invocation except for Richardson. Mayor Rees then told him to stand up. Richardson refuses. Rees left it alone until Richardson said he didn't have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And that really set the mayor off. And he ordered the cops to escort him from the room. The mayor was wrong. He was. It's your right as a citizen of this country to be disrespectful. That's free speech. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean you're not a jerk. But the old expression, I don't agree with what you said, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. That's important stuff. And the mayor shouldn't have done that. It's not the mayor's right to do that. And I would imagine, I would imagine that uh, there would be a reasonably compelling lawsuit waiting to happen against the mayor should this guy decide to get litigious. But nevertheless, not standing, bit of a dick move. And uh, brings to mind this piece by Father Dennis Edward O'Brien of the U.S. Marine Corps, who said, It is the soldier, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the soldier, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the soldier, not the organizer, who gave us the freedom to demonstrate. It is the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, and whose coffin is draped by the flag, who allows the protester to burn the flag just let that sink in for a second shall we that's the problem with freedom well it's great and while I'll defend it to the last drop actually I don't know I don't know if I would defend this guy's freedom to not stand during the pledge of allegiance to the last drop of my blood I got bigger fish to fry but I would say to him you're being a dick and I would say to the mayor hey that's really really un-American what you just did there you're both awful, just awful. It's an important thing to remember. It's an important thing to recall. 
why we have the freedoms that we exercise on a regular basis, including the freedom to burn the flag if you feel like doing that, if you are a card-carrying jihadist that wants to burn the flag and you happen to be an American citizen on American soil, well, it's not the smartest, nicest thing to do, but it is, you're right, weirdly enough. And that is a price we pay for living in a free country. People abuse that freedom. And you can abuse that freedom within the boundaries of the law. But it is something we must never forget that these freedoms are afforded to us by men and women who are willing to lay down their lives, make the ultimate sacrifice, so people can, you know, do things like burn the flag. Not okay. But what is less okay is that these soldiers who are willing to die to give us the freedom that so many abuse are not being looked after when they come home. We don't have a ton of time. But whenever stories like this come out, come up, it always reminds me of the fact that the government who suckered these people into fighting and perhaps dying in the U.S. military, in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, suckered them in with promises that they would be looked after for their service. They're not taking care of these people when they come home. One out of three homeless is a veteran. We can do more and we have to do more to look after them. I'll leave you with that as you head into your post-Labor Day week. Thank you so much for hanging out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.